welcome to Dramas with a Side of Kimchi, the fangirl party every drama fan wants to join. Grab your kimchi and face masks and let's chat Asian dramas. I'm K-Drama Jen. And I'm K-Muse. Don't forget, we have a Patreon page, which is getting so much more exciting. Not only do you get a free episode from us that is only exclusive for our VIB P. Kimchi patrons, we also are doing a Discord server chat, which is so much fun. 24 hours a day, fangirls are on there chatting and talking about all their favorite Asian entertainment topics. And now that we are kind of, we've kind of been chatting a lot lately and some of our episodes go longer than we are able to put in our regular, um, what do you call it? The regular like platform or the platform. Yes. We are limited to an hour on our platform and some of these are going longer. And what we're trying to do is edit those. So we'll put the full however long it might be because i mean sometimes we get talking sometimes we'll be (laughs) putting the full audio available for our vip um patrons and so if you want that extra content that is not edited for time that is going to start showing up on our patreon our patreon as well so lots of fun reasons to jump on over there and i i think it's we're having just a blast over there with everyone It's so much fun. Speaking of love, secret love, (laughs) I'm so excited about talking about this today because, so this is our secret love throwback episode and um, secret love is a show that, gosh, we watched it like in 2013, I think, has Jisung in it and um, oh my gosh, it's like, uh, so I, I started watching it again. And just like before, I feel like I just can't stop watching. And it is crazy pants, crazy train, and I can't stop watching. And so we are going to talk about that today. So if you haven't watched it, um, the beginning part of our our um, conversation is going to be spoiler-free, as, as spoiler-free as, as we can make it if we're really good. Um, Pretty and, much uh, if you read the synopsis, we won't be going into more detail than what you kind of get from the synopsis. And so, I then, mean, you do get some spoilers in the synopsis, but we won't be expanding past that, really. Yes. So, oh my goodness, I'm ready to talk. So, the first thing we want to talk about is just that... Um, just a little bit about what the story is about. So Min Hyuk is played by Ji Sung and he was born into a wealthy family. He has basically everything. He's like handsome and intelligent. Um, not very kind though. And he loses his girlfriend in a hit and run accident. Yu Jung, but uh, played by Hwang Jung Um, who we call the screechy girl usually, but in this show, I didn't feel that she was at all. Um, she does cry a lot and, you know, but she has good reason to. Anyway, um, so Yu Jung goes to prison because of that hit and run accident that killed Min Hyuk's girlfriend. Her boyfriend is actually the one that really committed that hit and run. But Yu Jung took the blame and she's then betrayed by her boyfriend. So the whole story is about how Min Hyuk, played by Ji Sung, 
is just out for revenge, really. And he wants to do everything he can to make the person that took away his girlfriend who was expecting his baby. Um, he wants to do everything he can to ruin her life. And that's really what the story is about. Um, and then I want to say, and then romance. And it just sounds so <laughs> Very toxic romance, but oh it's so God. good. Oh my goodness. Yeah, it's totally toxic. And I Well, I was a little worried when we decided to do this one because you know that you and I definitely have strong feelings of love for this Makshang mess of a show. Yeah. <laughs> but I know that some of the other people that we know don't really enjoy it. So I was like, oh, no. If we do this throwback, is are we going to be like like shouting to the wind? Is anyone going to listen to this? And so on social media, I kind of threw out a, okay, we're watching this for uh you know for our throwback episode and I'm it's so intense and like my Twitter and Facebook feed just blew up with people that are like oh my gosh that show so hopefully some of that will transfer over to listens if not you know it's it's something we love and who doesn't want to talk about stuff they love so We'll we'll see if we can convince anyone to watch it. I know a lot of our Patreon members are uh, newer drama watchers. And so I definitely think this one is not on their radar per se. And maybe we can convince some of them to watch it because, yeah. yeah. This I mean, it's experience. as long as it's you go experience. in. Yeah, as long as you go in with the idea that, like, you know, you are none of us are saying that this is the kind of relationship that one should pursue in real life right we are not encouraging that you that you engage in this kind of like you know falling for your stalker or whatever which is what we'll be talking about soon but so just go in knowing that it is totally crazy pants and that's what makes it so good which is yeah. it's makjang right and so yeah. Makjang is, um, so this is a really great example of what Makjang is. It has, oh my gosh, like usually very over the top kinds of like the number of, of coincidental events that happen. Um, they tend to pile up. There is usually a, just a ton of drama, like the mother-in-law that is, you know, um, plotting against her daughter-in-law or the, um, big, uh, Chebal, um, you know, CEO type person who is, you know, purposely whatever. destroying lives and yes. you know, almost yeah. like the villains with the mustaches and the cackling yes. and it's very over the top, like so over the top. And it was a very popular style of drama back in the early 2000s. I say probably between like 1995 to 2014, 15. This was a very popular style of drama. It's definitely kind of shifted more into like the um, penthouse and 
those kind of shows now. And yeah. I wouldn't say they're as classic Mahjong. No. Um, they're more soap opera-y, you know? Like yeah, this, they're more this, soap this. opera. But this is just like over the top. What the crap? You're falling in love with your stalker. <laughs> you yeah. know, that kind of stuff. And and they're just so addictive. So, so addictive. So when someone says Mahjong, this is exactly what they're talking about. Uh, another drama I can think of that had Mahjong elements is Last Empress. Oh, for That's sure. Also, like if you like Last Empress, you would like Secret Love because very similar kind of over the top vibe where you're like, what? What yeah. just happened? And it, it's fun. So, yeah. Let's start chatting in our spoiler-free section. We'll just talk about the leads a little bit. Um, and, of mm. course, Ji Sung is one of our all-time favorite leading I men. I love him. We love him. And in this one, he definitely plays kind of the – well, not kind of. Not He's even kind of. He's a jerk. He's yeah. spoiled. He's rich. He's selfish. Even when he's supposedly in love with this girl who's about to give birth or who is pregnant with his baby, he's not in love necessarily enough to defy his dad and give up money. He like whines about it a lot and he kind of like goes behind people's back and like hooks up with her, but he's not openly saying, screw you all. True love is going to overcome you know, he he's definitely a spoiled brat. Yeah. And that's kind of where we start off. With oh, that. but he's so, so good. I mean, he he's so first of all, his character reminds me a lot of a same time period, maybe even a little earlier, like, um, you know, late 80s, early 90s in like the romance genre where they really uh, they always had these like very kind of problematic male leads like the and the idea was you know like a reformed rake made the best kind of husband or whatever and so they kind of go with that idea of like the bad boy but oh my gosh really bad like like I he mean, is not someone you would even think could be reformed and i'm exactly. not 100% sure he gets reformed to be perfectly yeah. honest no i mean it's you just know you're <laughs> mm. But yeah, I mean, his acting though is is quite good. Like always, he's, always he um, sells it. He makes oh, me he swoon, does. even though he's like the most toxic jerk. <laughs> no, I like I'm watching this and I'm like, I'm starting to be like, oh yes, take her to the hospital, and then I'm like, mental oh, health is not his friend. <laughs> no, it's not. And and it's yeah. Anyway, he's. But he does really, uh, Jisung plays this character very well. And I think that, I mean, he's only gotten better with time. But you can definitely see that that he starts out, if, even in this time period, you know, that he's very strong. So He looks um, so young, though. All of these throwbacks are like, man, I'm feeling slightly old. Because all these characters look so much younger than I remember yeah. them looking. I agree. It's like his baby face. Like he definitely aged. Like he looks good now. Like does. with the he little bit looks better now. age. Yeah. Yeah. He does. I mean, yeah. But okay. you know, I yeah. Anyways, 
I so now let's talk about Huang Jung Um. She gave one of the best performances of her career, and it really, even especially on a rewatch, it really stands out to me because what we see her in nowadays, like especially the her rom com side where she's screechy, um, you just don't get that same vibe in this this um, in Secret Love, like she's part of it is the kind of character she's playing. I mean, she goes through a lot of really awful things, but boy, I was so moved by her acting in this. Um, and I feel like I haven't seen her have that caliber of acting since this. It's just very different from what she's been giving us lately. I have to agree. And, and a lot of, even when she does do the more dramatic roles, a lot of them tend to be a lot of crying, a lot of like fake toughness. It she just choose the scenery is a good way of saying it. Yeah, and I, she's not an actress that I like a lo- enough to put up with that. She's not like Honey Lee. You right. know what I mean? If like Honey Lee is doing it, it's like oh, she's so funny. She's amusing. I'm entertained. When she does it, we call her screechy, you know? Yeah, it's true. (laughs) It's true. And she's not the worst actress ever, but she just has certain mannerisms. And her voice gets a little shrill that if it's not contained, it can be a lot. And I I just felt like in this drama, I wasn't getting that at all. totally dialed back. Yeah. And I mean, there are some scenes in here. Where, I mean, she really gives amazing performances. Like, there's a a scene where she connects with somebody uh, from her past who has done something to her. (laughs) How's that for spoiler free? (laughs) And when she, I mean, she goes off on her and then just breaks down. And, oh my gosh, like, my heart was pounding. It was amazing yeah or there's scenes where really horrible horrible things happen to her and she does kind of have meltdowns but they're quieter meltdowns and just kind of like just to where she cannot function anymore and it it, the director in this just clicked with her yeah because she has even been with jisung she was in uh kill me heal me kill me heal me yeah. And again, I enjoyed her in that role. I think she and Ji Sung have a lot of chemistry together. Agree. But the director just didn't get the same quality as performance as we see in this one. Yeah. And so I do definitely think it's 100% this director knew how to pull the best performance from her. I liked it. <laughs> but it's just not our leads in the show. We have some really horrible second leads. And not horrible as in their performance was horrible. Horrible as in, oh, oh my, my word. I want to You guys them. are bad human beings and a waste of space. You know, uh-huh. kind of horrible. Um, let's let's talk about uh, Besu Bin. He's our second leading man. Before this, he he's he's very much a second lead. I I don't think I've ever seen him be a lead in anything. He's very much a solid second lead. Uh, But usually he plays a nicer guy. Yeah, I think that's why it was hard because he does. Oh, my word. 
He is the most whiny, self-absorbed, narcissistic <laughs> character. I love to hate him. He's yeah. definitely on my list of people I love to hate when it comes to K-dramas was his character in this. Just, I don't want to give spoilers because, you know. I know, I know. Spoilers. But, oh my word, you will not get through this show with not wishing for, like, him to be, like, castrated or something. <laughs> At least I mean, four he... or five different times in this show. Between him and his mother, oh my oh. word. Oh, yeah. they had the worst. Just the worst. I just feel like. I mean, oh my goodness, thinking about the two, two of them in particular. Um, yeah, right. We we promised we wouldn't give spoilers. So um, let's move on and just chat for a moment about, uh, but Idahi. Um, so she actually does a, a very nice job in this as well. I'd actually, I'd forgotten that she was in it. Um, and recently we were talking about her performance in something else. But um, so she was in... Actually, if you listen to our other throwback on I Hear Your Voice, she was the um, the grown-up version of the girl that had accused her about, girl. yeah, the one who got shot in the eye with a firework. Yeah. But performance-wise, both actors did a very nice job with this. I do uh, think, though, that this is one of Idahi's... The performance isn't as strong as in some as it is in some of her other shows. Well, her character is just kind of blah. I mean, like I just don't yeah, think the writing did her justice. So let's chat. I love that I always get these questions. Um, <laughs> let's chat about the music choice and cinematography because everyone knows that that's what I really focus in on. Um, did the style and choices age well? So I'm going to just be really honest. Cinematography wise. Um, the only thing I really notice is it, it really kind of looks like a soap opera the way that it's filmed. And I don't know what that is or, or um, you know, I, I can't give you any kind of technical thing. But <laughs> what I can comment on is the musical choice. Because as I was listening, um, there were a few of the songs where I was like, oh, yeah, I remember when they used to do this, where they had like kind of a... Um, like a poppy kind of pop sound. And then they would, you know, throw in like some rap rapping um, music along with it, you know, like it was it a thing. Quite <laughs> I remember, I mean that, I mean, that was in um, kill me, heal me. That was um, like certainly cruel city. I think had yeah, one. Yeah, exactly. It was yeah. like the vibe right in the 2010 to 2015 zone. Yeah, for sure. So, um, did it. So I actually, I was like, oh, this is kind of okay. I mean, I, music was fine. Cinematography wise, and maybe you can speak more technically, but <laughs> I was just like, um, I feel like I'm watching a soap opera. Well, I think part of that feeling that we are, that we feel now is now we're so used to things being so shiny and stylish. And we're used to the days that K-dramas have become international. So they get a lot more money thrown at them than they used to. Mm -hmm. If you think, you know, because now they have Netflix producing them. They have different companies producing them for international audiences and, you know, to make money in different ways. Whereas back here, we, they were going just for the stations. And so they'd go in on a screen or a set 
And that's where you would film the show. And there'd be like a couple houses that you would see in all the shows. Yeah, I remember and, that. Yeah. And they didn't have all this money to um, kind of snazz it up to the the quality that it is now. And so it definitely does have that quality. I do like how the director really got the stalking vibe across. Because there'd be times where he would just be like looking at her from a distance or through a window. Or there's one amazing scene where she has just discovered that she she loses someone. I won't go into more spoilers than that. (laughs) And she's just distraught and walking mindlessly through a a supermarket and he's like following next to her and she doesn't even notice that he's there and he's yes. just like intently stalking her and it's just the way the director was able to get that across through music through the directing and everything really made this show something else because if you don't have that sense of the uncomfortable stalking then you don't really have then you have more of like a rom-com dramedy kind of thing you You know you don't realize how like I mean he's basically obsessed with her and that really comes out with just like you said like he's in a car and she's walking by or he you know he's got somebody oh yeah this is not healthy (laughs) no it's not healthy but Try it anyway, because it is so good to watch. Like, you know, it's not going to be like the saddest sad show of all time. It's just like, you're so, it's so addictive. It's so wonderfully addictive. So don't let the fact that he's a stalker put you off. (laughs) That's just how they did it back in the day. That's right. Or, you know, things like consent and (laughs) healthy relationships. Oh, it's true. Oh, Ah, good old days. (laughs) Mm. Let's just say that kind of thing probably, probably. I'm not saying they couldn't do it nowadays. They probably wouldn't do it. Yeah, I don't think so. I think that there's way too much, like, there would be way too much public opinion about it. Like, that just, no, I don't think you could do it. Yeah. Okay. We kind of went into the toxic relationship elements and keep in mind when you're watching this, it's not just the toxic elements between our leads. Oh no, there's the toxic relationships toxic. through everyone. There is That's not right. one healthy relationship. Oh my gosh. It's true. Not, not no one. one. <laughs> so, but yeah. that's what makes the show fun. It, yeah. You know, you just got to be like, don't take it seriously. Yet. Just watch it. Yeah. yeah. Don't take it seriously. Don't like, stake your emotional well-being on whether this is going to work out or not you know just enjoy the crazy pants ride and with that said we are going to talk about spoilers so i'm excited time for so if you've not watched it already or if you don't mind spoilers because we're going to spoil the crap out of this show (laughs) then stop right now go watch the show then come back and join us for all the crazy Okay, so I'm not even really sure where to start chatting about this, but I guess we should really just start with the event that starts all of the crazy train stuff. And that is the death of Jisung's pregnant almost fiance. She is 
it's a, a hit and run accident on a dark <laughs> and stormy night. Yes. Yeah. And Huang Jung-um has shows us complete noble idiocy by taking the fall for the death of this girl. It was her boyfriend was driving the car and I mean, well, we fiance, start out and we engaged at this point. Yeah. So fiance. Yeah. They just, you're right. So, <laughs> and she doesn't even know that they've hit somebody. He gets out and says that they hit a barrel or something. And then, um, you know, they drive home and he's basically like, uh, I'll, I'll just, let's just scrap the car and, and so on and so forth. But she is a really kind person and you're going to see it over and over and over. Um, she's like a people pleaser. And so she just wants to help and she wants to, you know, make a difference and so on and so forth. But in this case, you know, he's, he's this brand new lawyer prosecutor and she doesn't want his career to be hurt. And so she takes the fall. And I just, I still can't believe it. Well, not only does she take the fall, but he's the person who puts her away. He's okay, the that's the other thing. He's the prosecutor. And he doesn't go easy on her because Ji Sung's character is all like, I'm going to throw my money around in my weight and I want her to suffer unbearable suffering. And so he puts his money and says, Hey, I'll, you know, back you and support you and blah, 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 put her away for good. And her fiance does it. Oh my word. He is such a scummy tool. Like at this point, he pretends to be kind of guilt ridden about it. But he does it. And so she goes to prison for four years. We find out she's pregnant. Not only is she in prison, but the scumbag knocked her up. And now she's having her baby in prison and raising it, I want to say, to 18 months in freaking prison. Insane. And so she actually even gets up for parole. And again... Her fiance sets it up, so blocks it, sets her up to like get in trouble so she can't get parole because he's currying favors and getting, you know, money and stuff. So oh. he's the worst human being he in is. the world. And now his mother is a close second. So we'll talk about that later. But he is absolutely, oh my gosh, he's scum. He's just scum of the earth. And He's just so repulsive. I can't stand him. So, and while she is going through all of this in prison and all of this with her baby, we get shots of Ji Sung kind of stalking her from the prison walls. Yeah. That was the best. I'm like, oh my word. He is just, oh, he is so stalkery. He's obsessed. He is obsessed with the woman he thinks took away the love of his life. So he, at this point, he's still very obsessed, hasn't switched over to romantically obsessed quite yet, but he is obsessed and going to make her suffer for as long as he can. So, hmm. yeah. Yes. Well, we can't um, talk about one second lead without the other. So we did just talk about the fiance. Now let's talk about uh, Ida. He's character. And, 
you know, I, we sort of alluded to it before. She suffers a bit from being a product of that era era of drama writing, I think. I think she just um, didn't have a really clearly defined story arc. Um, and I just kind of find her meh. But what do you think? Well, they put her in as she's the rich Shable's daughter who is engaged to be married to Jisung to combine these two dynasties and have like super rich babies and, you know, (laughs) carry on the name kind of thing. And so she's this artist and you kind of think, oh, well, she seems very strong and opinionated. But no, she's just as she always her whole focus is how can I get this guy what about this guy? Why doesn't he like me? Why does he like his dead fiance more? Why doesn't he care about me? Why isn't he paying attention to me? And it just keeps going on and on and on and on. And so pretty much all we do is see her drink and kind of mope around about why Ji Sung doesn't love her. And then she does power plays like, well, I'm going to force you to love me through money and my what I can do. And so it's just that over and over and over again. Yeah. Yeah, it does. It feels like it's, I mean, her character is very soap opera-y. Like, just, you know, like, yeah. I'll, I'll do whatever it takes to get him. And it's kind of sad, because that is how they used to write second leads, yeah. often. Very it often. was the nice guy. Well, of course, the girl didn't have the nice guy second lead in this one. He was a total <laughs> tool. But usually the women, rich girls, are like, well, I saw him first. He's mine. Yeah, I call dibs. And that's very much what you get a lot of in early K-dramas is that I call dibs vibe. Yeah. And this is definitely that kind of vibe. Yeah, I agree. A hundred percent. All right. Uh, Stalking. Let's chat about stalking and Stockholm syndrome and how (laughs) Ji Sung. I mean, I really feel bad saying this, but like, he somehow made it feel a little swoony. He did. He totally did. <laughs> I feel like, I mean, I kind of, I'm questioning my own moral compass because I, not at for, I mean, okay. On the rewatch, I was, you know, there were certain things where I was like, no, 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 no. Um, but then there were a few little moments where I was like, Oh, does he hate her or love her? This is really weird. Yeah, because for a long while, he wanted her alive so long so he could torment. Right. And that turned into some kind of weird obsession with her and tormenting her. And then it kind of turned towards, well, I want to protect her and be the only one that can, you know, do anything to make her feel emotions or <laughs> You know what I mean? It was a weird transition. And somehow the writer director keeps you on board. I think part of it is because her real fiance is the most horrible person in the world. Right. So even a stalker comes out as in comparison. As like Prince Charming in comparison. You know, there is no between the two men, yeah, the rich stalker has it going on. And Oh gosh. Yeah. That's true. 
you know, but he kind of switches his obsession with his dead fiance and transfers that obsession over to our leading lady. And it's, it's weird, but you're kind of going with it. Um, I thought it was fascinating that by the time he was romantically obsessed with her, he did not know that she wasn't the person who killed his fiance at that point. But he was obviously, all right, doesn't matter anymore. I'm full blown on team romantic with the person who killed my unborn baby. And so it was, and that's weird too. Because usually you'd have the guy figure out the aha moment. But that didn't happen before he fell for her. Which is why it's very Stockholm Syndrome-y, you know? Totally yeah. Sure. Well, and it's understandable why she fell for him. Because she makes bad choices in men all the time. Like, and all the time. Just in general, so. like, she she tries to see the humanity in people. And I'm not saying that's a bad thing to see the humanity in people, but it is when you put your own well-being ahead of of that. Like, for example, you know, there's a woman that that um, the woman that that is giving out the illegal flyers and she like says she hurts her back or whatever. And she's like, oh, I'll do this for you. And then she's the one who gets arrested. Um, it And it, she stumbles into chaos wherever she goes. I feel so bad for her. Um, because she just, like, I, I don't know. I feel like she just stumbles into it. But over she, she doesn't over. have life skill common sense. Right. She just doesn't. Right. But, I mean, I guess it ends out okay because she married someone who's, like, uber rich in the end. So, you know, her life isn't the worst ever, at least where we end the show. Who knows what happens and... What kind of crazy pants toxic stuff happens after? But you know, I mean, right? Yeah. Like, I mean, he kind of started out as an abusive. I mean, there's a scene that scene in the beginning where, um, right after his fiance dies, and he like, he he finds her in the police um, area and like chokes her. Um, yeah, yeah, that was bad. So. Yeah, no, I mean, <laughs> he's not a good person, and yes, he did try to commit suicide hours earlier and was had his stomach pumped and was not in a healthy mental state. Yeah, I get that. So so it's not like, oh, he's going to do that when he just to anyone. You know, I it, they do a fine line with him where you can see the unhealthy mental state that he is in due to the situation with his, his parents. Yeah. You know, with just depression because of his mom's death. Like there's a lot of issues that create the bad mental stuff that he's in. So it's really easy to kind of give him a pass on a lot of it, but in real life, it doesn't make it good. So if you're ever in any of these (laughs) situations, go talk, like, Run, don't even walk. Yeah. Like run away yeah. and go talk to a therapist. Because... Yeah, let's let's be clear. Like we enjoy watching Mokjong, but oh yeah, if this is yeah. happening to somebody in real life. It's not a laughing matter. It's not you know. Yeah, go get help. exactly. Yeah. All right. So, who do we think which character's performance aged the worst in the show? And I personally have one. We all know that 
mental instabilities and mental issues don't, they're not, how would I put it? Korean dramas don't show them well often. Yeah. Especially true. in classic dramas. Like, horribly. Like, nothing before, I would say, 2015. There is no kind of mental illness or mental issues that come across well in Korean dramas. Her father has a mental breakdown. Uh, and like it a is traumatic, one of the most cringe-worthy yeah. performances of a mental yeah. breakdown He has a traumatic ever. brain injury. I mean, because he ended up, yeah. he basically fell and all of that. And so... Um, oh yeah. gosh, I have but to. But it's agree also with like you. just a mental break. Like it just was not well performed. Agreed. Oh, it it was cringy. It, it was, was so super cringy. cringy. I, it was very uncomfortable to watch because, you know, we we have since seen some really great performances in Korean dramas. I think, in the, especially in the last you know three or four years, but uh, this was not one of those. No. So. I'm going to agree with you that I think that that is the one that aged the worst in the show. And then I guess the, the gratuitous like violence of like, um, like in with G sung slapping people around and, 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 uh, in particular in the beginning, um, I don't think that that aged well. I mean, I don't think that it would, if it were airing now, that people would be okay with that. Yeah. I mean, he was downright abusive. Um, And they were in a relationship. But also, (laughs) dramas back in the day were very abusive. Definitely. Like, rich people were very abusive in general in most dramas. So you can't just say, oh, this is the worst. Because that was the style of drama that happened back then. Because I remember recently watching uh, Protect the Boss, which also had a lot of, like, just physical violence in the workplace. Oh, sung it, but, didn't it? Yeah, it did, ironically. Yeah. That was just how they had conflict back then. Like, that is how they showed conflict, is there was just a lot of slapping, a lot of hitting... Um, and that's how they express things back. Not that it made it right, but that is typical for classic shows. Yeah, agreed. And I, I want to say just when we think about um, sort of classic Mokjong, the mother, the mother-in-law character, um, and we'll say it was the when um, the prosecutor's mom, right? Her character. Um, she was really diabolical and I hate her. I hate her. I hate her. Understand what grandmother could get rid of their own grandchild just so their son would not be connected with the, the child's mother. It is messed up. It's so messed up. Yeah. Like I, anything that Ji Sung's character did cannot compare to what, the second lead and his mother did to that poor girl. Totally true. Oh my word. Oh, so for anyone listening that has not watched the show, the, the girl gives birth to the baby in the jail and she doesn't get um, out because her fiance 
screws her over and she's stuck in jail for another two years. So the baby comes out of jail and goes with the father and the grandmother. The grandmother decides that it's not good that her son be like hassled with this prison inmate for the rest of his life. It's bad for his career. So she tells everyone that the child died and sells it off to be adopted uh, without anyone else knowing. But she tells everyone that the child just dies. So the poor female lead is devastated that her son is dead and that she was not there to take care of him and that it's all her fault. And the mother has no compunctions whatsoever and treats her like trash the whole time and like dirt beneath her shoes. How can she even and think to marry my loser of her, a son? Yeah, and tells her to like basically get over it, you know, that you have to let him go so that he can go to heaven or whatever. I was so, oh my gosh. Yeah. Oh. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Again, okay. the worst. <laughs> All right, so let's take a break from our discussion of everyone's bad life choices and discuss the bad choice of um, making a TGIF, a high-end restaurant. K-Muse, please enlighten us. So the male lead is the owner of a classy restaurant, and he gets our leading lady a job there because, of course, she's an ex- um, inmate and is having a lot of problems getting a job, mostly because he has gotten her fired from all of her jobs because <laughs> he's like making her suffer. But he's decided he's somewhat in love with her and obsessed. So she needs a job. So she gets a job at this fancy high class waitress position at TGIFs, <laughs> which, as us in the US know, is kind of a glorified high-end Denny's like <laughs> it is not a five-star restaurant no it you know it's like Red Robins right like, oh, or my Ruby goodness. Tuesdays or yeah exactly yeah and so they act as if it's like this really nice restaurant that needs all kinds of themes and menu details and all this stuff all while it has your like glaring TGIF decor <laughs> Making you just like cringe because, again, not high end, not <laughs> high end at all. Probably one of the worst uses of a restaurant um, product placement in any drama, in my opinion. It was bad. That's awesome, though. I mean, <laughs> I'd forgotten about it. So it was uh, so bad. So, so bad. Uh, all right. So our OTP falls for each other. And does that work for us or is that just a little too messed up? And also we need to discuss the forced kiss because definitely that was something that turned off um, at least one of our K besties. So what did we think of it? Did it ruin things for us and why or why not? Oh goodness. So here's <laughs> the thing. It's so crazy and just, I mean, it is like runaway train, like watch it on fire and see the circus clowns come out and streak past you. I mean, I, it's just one thing after another after another. A 
you don't even realize that you're kind of like falling for them as a couple. At least I didn't. And and then I'm just kind of horrified with myself that I'm like rooting for them as a couple. Um, and so there is a forced kiss. It just, I don't know. I mean, it fits his personality and the character. And so I guess I didn't. So let me just say, I haven't gotten to that point yet in my rewatch, but I know the first time I watched, it didn't bother me because yeah. I just felt like part of the storyline. I'll reserve judgment because <laughs> I haven't seen it yet. But how about you? Because you're past that point, right? I am. I am past that point. The way I look at it is this whole relationship is toxic. Mm-hmm. There are no aspects of this relationship that are healthy. And this kiss is just another example of that. I don't think it's ever really promoted as the healthiest romantic relationship ever. Even later, they definitely have their issues that they're working through. They kind of make it seem like they're a little bit better headspace. They have like a time jump kind of thing. But I'm... I don't know. I feel it fit the show. Right. And the toxicness. Right. I of mean, the I remember show. at the time that that is what my feeling on it was, was that like it. Yeah. I mean, I'm not going to go out and condone that people do that, but it, it and just it felt like part of the cast. If it right. had gone past the kiss, then yeah, you know, not Okay. But it definitely is a kiss where he's kissing her and she's not completely engaged in it because she's upset about something else, mm-hmm. you know, and then he's aggressive. I think the whole, whole relationship is toxic and yeah. you should just take it as it's toxic and it's not really meant to be a romantic kiss. I yeah, mean, I- they have romantic kisses later on. There's a really hot kiss in the, like the last episode. Where they're making out on a bakery thing. Um, But at that point, it's not meant to be a romantic swoony kiss. And it's not. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. I haven't gotten to that point again. And I can't remember. I just don't remember where they're like in the dad's bakery. And he hefts her up onto the. I do remember that. I absolutely remember that. Yeah, that's a good kiss. I just don't remember all of the, you know, like the context at the time. I'm going to be rewatching. So, yes. Um, All right. Let's talk a little bit about character growth. Did we feel there was any character growth happening? And which story arc had the best character growth and which had the worst? So I do think there was some character growth. I I don't know if if it's him because I, I feel like he's very very similar and he just sort of goes through this obsessive stage and then that obsession becomes love and i just however (laughs) at least he was willing to stick up behind her and give up the money for her whereas when he was younger he was not that's a true that's That's a good point that's a very good point you're right um growth and and in that case (laughs) It's actual, like, it's true growth, right? Like, it's the same thing, and we move forward to the very end. I think the character growth that's the best is maybe some of her, 
friends that were in prison with her. And friends. They have good character growth and they make better life choices for themselves. It's kind of hard to say even she makes good character or growth choices because I feel like she goes from one toxic Toxic male to another another. toxic relationship. I don't care how rich and nice and everything he is. He has some underlying issues that I don't think were ever addressed. Agreed. Then you're going to have years of marriage counseling. Yes. He's slightly more mature, but that doesn't make anything that happened before really okay. And she just kind of falls into these relationships. You know, she's... She stumbles into them. She just stumbles into trouble all the time. I do like there's one scene where it's her her father has died and she doesn't know that her ex-fiance caused his death at this point. And she's there at his funeral and she's waiting for her prosecutor guy fiance to come support her because her father has died. And he doesn't show up until the funeral's completely over and he shows up at the very end where there's no chance that anyone can see him. And she gives them, she's like, you know, if you would come at any other time, I would have, you know, been upset, but I would have okayed it and been like, all right, let's keep our relationship going. But you didn't come and we're done. So, I mean, good for her. The the way she did it, it, like she was like, if you'd come on the first day, I thought you're right. I, it's a good thing he didn't because I might've been distracted and not said goodbye to my father. And then on the second day, you know, she's had something else. She's like been upset. Yeah. And and made her unfilial. And now thank, thank you for coming on the third day. And then basically she's like, and we're done. Yeah. Um, Watch me walk away because it's, sad when you have to see someone walk was, away from you yeah yeah that was you're right that was a, good, was a good scene <laughs> but again she's still emotionally making excuses for him for she all is. his horrible horrible decision or horrible way he treats her yeah i mean he treats her really really poorly well and he doesn't acknowledge her when she's places and i mean Watches, he, he watches her be verbally and emotionally abused by other men. Yeah. Um, he's a really horrible person. Again, the stalker is the better choice in those <laughs> between those two men. It's true. Yeah. Especially when you find out all the stuff that he's really responsible for. Um, yeah. um, so, okay. And when all the makjong was said and done, did everyone get what they deserved? So I haven't finished it. I totally can't remember. Um, So I'm going to let you answer this. I'm a little upset that they redeemed the second leads at all. Um, Because the girl kind of gets closure and goes off to paint. It's kind of her thing. And the guy, when he finds out that his mom had faked his son's death, and he kind of had that realization aha moment that, he was the one that created all these problems. And I believe he went to jail to atone for some of the stuff that he did wrong. But it's like, that's such a bunch of BS. I'm yeah. sorry. 
And maybe it's because they made me hate that character so much because the same writer wrote Mask and they had a redemption arc for the bad villain guy in that. Yeah. And I was totally more on board for that. Uh, but but I just couldn't in this. I'm like, no, you deserve to be in prison and you deserve to suffer and you don't get to act all happy and like you're at peace with yourself. You sound like you sung. You're like, you should suffer over and over and over, over and lose everyone you love. He did. He murdered, well, oh, no. more or less murdered her father. Yeah. Who was defenseless. He, I mean, he allowed he, his mother the situation to where she can get rid of his child. I mean, who doesn't yeah. look at the body or do a, a funeral or whatever for the baby? Because, right. I mean, it's not easy just to say, oh, yeah, there's no body. It's gone. You yeah. know, like, oh, my freaking word. He was okay. so compliant and so horrible in so many ways. I just couldn't just, ugh, he's the worst. Um, and so, yeah, so I just felt like, yeah. And again, yeah. the OTP got together. I think they will have a very rocky relationship and she'll have to put up with a lot, but. And he'll need counseling and she'll need yeah. counseling. I mean, she's been through hell and back. So well, and if this was real life, I would be very worried that he switches obsessiveness to someone else. Yeah. Because he has a bad track record of that. Totally true. I mean, I would not say, oh, yeah, this is 100% true love and he's always going to be faithful. I would be concerned. Just Agreed. saying. <laughs> oh, and the mom should have gotten a lot more. Like, the mom deserved to suffer. She did. She should have suffered more than just her son going to jail. Because she was a horrible human being. Agree. All right. So what about the drama Aging Well? Would we recommend it for people to watch today? So for me, um, I'm actually pleasantly surprised by how quickly I got sucked back in. And it has been so long since I've watched that. I mean, what is it like? Um, so we said 2013. And I, I do believe I watched Maybe. it when it was yeah. airing, right? Yeah, so, we watched it together while it aired. And I want to yeah. say we probably rewatched it 215, 216, somewhere in there. I know I've watched it more than once. Yes, I agree with you. But it's been a, a good chunk of time. But I don't remember anything. And so, um, so as I was watching it, I was really paying attention to like, okay, is this still something that could be recommended? And I have to say that, again, you go in with a caveat of like, let's not model our own relationships after this one and let's just watch the crazy get unpacked right in front of you it's fully entertaining in that way and just completely cracktastic so in that sense yes i would recommend it i think i also would recommend it it there's just something about watching something so messed up that is so engaging we just don't get that kind of drama anymore. Yeah. They try to make it so serious. And even the the dramas where they're bad relationships, it's like, nevertheless, you know, oh, but we need to take this seriously that, you know, they wa he wants to sleep around. And it's just like, no, I want something where it's like they meet 15 times before she accidentally fake kills his girlfriend's. <laughs> 
<laughs> I'm bored, baby. And then it's crazy, you know. I yeah. want that. that but we is like those kinds of revenge dramas. And this clearly is that. I mean, Jisung, it's it's not well thought out like the revenge dramas that we like. But I mean, he's just obsessed with the person who did this. And he'll really stop at nothing in the beginning just to see her suffer. Except yeah. then he does. But because then it's, he, like, it's weird swoony and like sucks you in. Like they just don't make them like this anymore. I agree. And so, again... Don't go in expecting it to be fancy and glossy, but enjoy it for the story that it is. And I say, yeah, go watch it. I really hope that we get people who will, you know, join us with this throwback because I do think it's worth a watch, especially if you recently watched Devil's Judge and you kind of were like, ooh, Jisung, go back and watch him. Oh, yeah. This is like so much fun. So on that note... Thanks for joining us. And we'd love to hear what you thought about this episode and be sure to let us know if you've watched the show recently or if you go back and watch it just because we pipped your interest in it again. Um, Let us know what you think. Is this one that you would recommend as a good rewatch? And as always, you can reach us on Twitter, Facebook, or through our Patreon page. And the links will be in the show notes. We love blogging about Asian dramas, but behind the scenes, we have so much more to say, and we wanted to share it with you. And talking is so much faster than typing.